Welcome to the IVM Podcast Network. If a pundit from Varanasi ends up going to IIM, what you get is award-winning, best-selling author Amish Tripathi. He told me his dinner table conversations were always around historical characters, situations, and emotions in mythology. And today, he's been able to take these same conversations and convert them into some of the best-selling books. His stories are gripping, but also deep-set in the history, in the whole culture of India. Very excited to learn from Amish on what is he up to today and what is going to come up in the future. Life has a way of finding its own course. For this best-selling author, it has bought love, luck, success and spirituality. I am talking of none other than Amish Tripathi. Amish, welcome to the show. Thanks Vishal, pleasure being here and uh, pleasure meeting you after so long, like 3 <laughs> days, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been I was just recollecting that we first met almost 5 years back at right. the Inc conference in Jaipur. Mm. and since then uh, we've been in touch on and off and of mm. course uh, now that our kids are in the, the same, same class and yeah. same class so yeah. it's been uh, exciting but i think yeah. in this last 5 years you know mm. I, i remember that was mm. the time your first book had launched right. uh, of the the whole shiva series and mm. now you know the mm. the ram series the ramchandra mm. series mm. but i think there is so much happening in your life and mm. in a way what you are doing is path breaking because you are let me use the word redefining mythology mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts around that why where do you think mythology is today and where do you think it was you know 4000 years back which you fondly talk about no i i don't know if i'm redefining anything uh, all that i'm trying to do is uh, present my interpretation of uh, a culture and uh, mythology and a system of philosophies that i'm very proud of and that all of us in the indian subcontinent are proud inheritors of um and uh, the way to approach uh, mythology any ancient mythology uh, you know is that uh, the purpose is to learn some philosophies through those stories the root of the word mythology is a greek word called mythos which means that which hides the philosophical truth and that's a way to approach uh, these great uh, stories so the story by itself does not matter as much uh, as the philosophies embedded uh, in it so so it's that's really, what i try it's, it's do. really the the core thought and exactly. the story is just a method to deliver that core thought and because i would say our kids today if mm. instead of asking them to read ramayana or mahabharat mm. mm. i think i would ask them to read one of your books to kind of understand <laughs> and i think that's possibly what would have happened right i mean if you uh. look at the number of mm. variations of ramayana which mm. has come there was mm. a valmiki ramayana yeah. and then there are all these various versions mm. i know the south indian have a different mm. version than north mm. india mm. but the core ethos is the same it was yeah. just a different delivery so exactly. do you think that maybe 10 20 30 maybe 50 years later mm. people will actually start referring to you know amish tripathi's ramayan or you no, know no, your no, version no, no, of mahabharat my, my, my books aren't that good don't give me that much credit but well uh, all i can I would, say <laughs> is that you know with millions of copies being sold <laughs> well this is probably possibly selling more than ramayan itself no 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 under no under no circumstances has it done that uh look i mean valmiki ji wrote the original ramayan and he he's a god among writers 
and uh, there are many who have uh, interpreted uh, the original uh, valmiki ramayana that was the original story so so my my question But, is is what valmiki was of that time hmm. is amish no. the valmiki of today no i am not and please don't embarrass me no i'm not embarrassing you i'm just like trying to it is certainly know. not true it is certainly not true Uh, like i said valmiki ji was a god among writers uh, forget about his uh, his brilliant philosophical depth and the fact that he understood uh, our ancient texts and the vedas so deeply think of his uh, skills as a writer he actually came up with you know uh, with uh, he composed the entire ramayan in a sanskrit meter okay where uh, the words actually have to follow that strict guideline uh, that itself just think of the skills as a writer for someone to be able to do this no one can you know it's uh, a modern poetry is far easier you just have to get words to rhyme right getting it to fit into a meter in a method where you are actually conveying deep thoughts and philosophies not just a story his his talents as a writer itself is in a different league you know uh, there's there's no way any of us in no, the I'm, modern I'm, world I'm can compare. compare but what i'm talking about hmm. what is more crucial in that and that that for me is a matter of regret in modern india that most indians may have heard of valmiki ji and the valmiki ramayan but very few have actually read it uh, in fact uh, most indians the version of the ramayan that they think is the original ramayan is actually a 1980s television serial exactly and uh, that was not based on the valmiki ramayan that was based on the ramcharit manas which is a 16th century modernization yeah. of the original valmiki ramayan and ramayana sagar and that whole right. family and the ramcharit manas was also uh, was written by sant tulsidas ji who was also brilliant no doubt but he reflected the ethos of the 16th century uh, the valmiki ramayana is actually quite different for example the lakshman rekha uh, which most modern indians believe is there in the ramayana is not there in the valmiki ramayana it's we think it's there because it was there in the tv serial it's not there in the original no, valmiki that's exactly ramayana. what i'm saying right just the way the interpretation of ramayana changes from different centuries and different people hmm. so your interpretation definitely is also different it is slightly modern you know if to put it that yes, way yes yes it is it is different but the core is the same you know the interpretation is different the core is the same and i'm trying to all the versions of the ramayana essentially are at its heart philosophical discussions on what is an ideal society what is ram rajya yeah. if you go around the country and you ask most people regardless of religion caste language spoken etc if you ask them what is the ideal way to run a country practically yeah. everyone will say ram rajya but if you ask them the next question that what does ram rajya mean you will get thousands of different answers because for everyone ram rajya means something different uh, and that is a debate that is at the heart of uh, the ramayana always what is an ideal society no but i think it's interesting right so i have to admit that i have neither read the ramayana i have neither read the mahabharat neither read the geeta you know i have hardly even gone to college so <laughs> but the thing is what i really enjoyed was when devdatt patnaik hmm. made these tweets hmm. he had this hmm. 26 tweets about reading mahabharat hmm. or reading ramayana hmm. right. and what you have done is taken that to the next level that for today's generation for the mm, millennials mm, today mm, to kind of associate and read ramayana or mm, read the stories of mm, uh, our ancient times so is mm, that so that linkage is somehow you have been able to build mm, so how do you connect to the audience of today what is the difference how do you kind of get this insight i think i you know i don't really try i just do what feels right to me uh, i'm just lucky that it connects uh i start thinking about how a connection can be drawn only during the marketing phase during the writing phase i don't think about this at all and i genuinely believe perhaps that's the best way 
So to, you're not thinking of any person you're writing this story for. No. You're writing this for whom? Myself. For yourself. I write it for myself. I just write what feels uh, right to me. And uh, whether it connects or not uh, is not something I think about while writing. And that's something I advise to all writers. Uh, you should write with the honesty of your heart. There's something different between doing a job and doing something creative. You can't fake uh, it, right? So people who try to fake the blessing will—it's a blessing. I genuinely believe that, uh, at least for fiction, I genuinely believe that that any story that an author writes is a blessing. You know, if, if you're a believer, you'll believe it's coming from God. If you're non-believer, you'll believe it's a blessing of the universe. But it's not from you; it is through you. Uh, and if you dishonor that blessing, the blessing will stop. So write the way it comes to you. Don't think about you know what will appeal to but, critics. But in this world where there are editors and you know there are all these publishing houses, you know there are formulas of writing. How does that come in? I mean, you know, how do you deal with all it these? It doesn't. People? Not while writing. So nobody edits your. No, no. I mean, there is an editor, but like the editor, I've had the same editor from my first book, but it'll not be. Uh, and she understands how I work, and fortunately, she has the same attitude as I do. So uh, she'll not tell me that make this change because it'll appeal to this reader or it'll appeal to these critics. Her feedback would be this guy is behaving out of character. This philosophy is unclear. So the dedication is to the book and the story itself. But not come on, you are an I am Lucknow or sorry, I am Calcutta. Uh, Calcutta, Calcutta. Sorry, I am Calcutta guy. You know, you know product. You know all the three mm. P's, all the three C's. You know, mm. you know the consumer. You know your product. You know your mm. marketing, and you are telling me that you do not consider any of that. I you consider just write it only once the book is done, not while the book is being written. While the book is being written, I don't uh, think about it at all. And uh, I always advise this to most uh, creative guys. Not that I know him personally, Amir Khan, but I always. Uh, Suggest uh, that uh, people follow his example. From what I know of him, as 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 a as a well, lay member a of the public, I mean, as yeah. a lay member of the public, yeah. when he's making his movie, he doesn't care about the market at all. If he'd done any market research, he would have been told, "Yar, dyslexic kid ke upar picture banana ho, pagal ho gaya kya? Chali gani." Correct. But when he's making his movie, he doesn't care about the market so, so, at all. So I have to. But once the movie is over, then he'll become a pragmatic, practical marketing guy and figure out, okay, how do I sell this? So you have to be almost like a schizophrenic, yeah. okay? And uh, a creative person has to be that way. You have to so, be a different person while creating, a different person while marketing. So in the case of Amir Khan, uh, you know he is so awesome. Uh, so during Tare Zameen Pe, hmm. uh, we had created some games hmm. which were really awesome for kids, and hmm. you know we kind of had some connection with kids hmm. with dyslexia, etc. And hmm. we met him and. He really loved the games, but you know why was the reason he did not launch the game? Yeah, because he said he wants to play every game and master every game, and only yeah. after that he's going to launch. <laughs> you know, like, and he said he does not have the time for the next one year to do that. So I have had first-hand experience of his perfectionism. I mean, and mm. we've done many games, mm. and you know that's not everybody mm. in Bollywood. I forget Bollywood, and mm. nobody is like mm. I want to know this subject so well that only when okay. I know it, so I can completely mm. understand. So, mm. so you are almost saying that there is one half of you which is let me use the word a pundit. Hmm. and there is one half of you which is a iim graduate hmm. and they kind of uh, are almost schizophrenic you can switch on and off between these two zones you should make sure you don't mix the two i i advise that don't to mix all the creative two. people do not bring the marketer in uh, when you're creating something when you're painting something writing something making a movie don't bring that aspect of your personality in you will destroy the blessing you will destroy the flow 
Don't so, do that. so what you are saying is, and and that's by the way, that's exactly the advice I give to all the startup companies who come to me, right? That the product needs to sell itself. Marketing can always give you an artificial push, exactly. and but that does not mean your product is good. Finally, a good product will get you good positive word of mouth, and marketing can amplify mm. it. Yeah. But if you have a bad product and if you market it, actually, you'll kill it even the, quicker. It's in, in the fact, opposite. I believe that in the modern world, there is no either or. You need good product and you need good marketing. But the first step is to make a good product. But fundamentally, it has to be fundamentally a good it has to be a good product. Good marketing will kill a bad product even quicker. No, and, and but I, once a good product is ready, you shouldn't be lazy about marketing. It has to be done. There are so many great products. Uh, I read a lot. I can tell you. I can point out so many books which should have been bestsellers, but they are not because they weren't marketed properly. Yeah. No, I think marketing definitely plays a big role. But I think the bigger role. Is the content? I mean, content is king. Everybody talks yeah. about it, right? But in your case, what you had <coughs> done was the content already existed. So, as we mm. know, Rama and Mahabharat, the Shiva stories, the story of Sita Ram, they were all there. Mm. You were able to present the same story in a different form, mm. and that was really, I would say, had taken everybody by a pleasant surprise because we have always been fed the traditional Rama, and mm. there have been so many. prints and mm. all the tv shows are filled with mythology mm. uh, so when you had this different take how did you first guess like your first book mm. how did you even think that people are going to actually buy this or read this i didn't actually i didn't know i didn't know what's going to happen with it forget about people uh, buying it and reading it i didn't even think it would get published i was uh, just writing for myself and fortunately i had a job which paid the bills So uh, and yeah, you were working uh, for a life insurance company. I was working for a life insurance company. No, but when I started writing the book, I was working for a bank. Okay. So so this was the ID, the IDF. Uh, no, this was so my uh, IDBI bank days, and then uh, Development Bank of Singapore. The book was written largely in that phase, and uh, when I was writing, I was just writing something for myself. You know, and I thought the only people who'd read it were my family because you know they have no choice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't really think about where it would go. and uh, i know i'm kind of sounding like a stuck record but genuinely that's the best way to write that's how i like to write also no but i'm and just saying again don't think about no, anything else when you're writing writing on a subject like this you know normally if you're a banker you know most mm. bankers are writing or you know mm. people are writing books on how to be successful uh, how to do this how to fund companies how to make more money mm. and those are traditional books mm. which have been coming out or if you have to take uh, mm. example of chetan bhagat who's right. all about uh, you know uh, like bollywoody stories mm. this was very serious stuff right. this was not entertainment this mm. was not masala this was a pure story mm. and that pure story came in in a time this is which year we are talking about 2010 2010 no, bottles of melua yeah almost 7 years back mm. and in 2010 what was the kind of scenario just take me through when you told people you know your colleagues your mm. boss your mm. that you're writing this book what was mm. the reaction no i didn't tell them when i was writing it of course uh because i used to write during the weekends and doing my uh, commutes so i would write on the back seat of my car but uh, when the book went around to various publishers as a proposal uh, all of them rejected because uh, they said that it's a it's a book based on a religious uh, you know subject so, so can you recall so, one of those meetings i mean don't name a publisher yeah. but recall a meeting how did you get the meeting what did you tell them no i went through my agent so yes but i i did hear from uh, from uh, some of them so uh 
some of them said that look it's based on a religious subject the youth aren't really interested in this subject and that i should write some love story based on my i am calcutta days because <laughs> that's what we sell uh we know where uh, some, that was coming from <laughs> <laughs> one person gave me some pretty detailed uh, feedback this he said that uh, that there are uh, uh, you know uh, uh, your book is based on a religious subject so you have alienated the youth uh, yeah. because they are not interested in this in this in such a subject uh, then uh, your book is a different interpretation of religion and of uh, revered gods which means the older religious people may not yeah, like so it. they almost said that and, rss and all uh, these people are going to come down and you know uh, <laughs> and uh, the third they said you are writing in modern easy english which means the literati will not like it so you said you alienated every possible reader segment <laughs> so it's a guaranteed flop basically so and i don't blame them for them it's a business yeah for the publishing companies so uh, and such books weren't really succeeding uh, weren't doing as uh, as well so uh, i finally self published my first book and uh, actually most of my readers are the youth i have a lot of older religious uh, readers as well and uh, many of them many of the older religious readers are well read so they say ha okay you've taken this story from the skanda puran and interpreted it this way which is creative uh, some of them say i'm intrigued that who's this guy who's got my grandson interested in our uh, gods and among the youth it's a uh, you know they find it uh, cool and they said wow our gods are so cool and we can uh you know uh, connect with our culture no, and and that's where and you know, your have, your covers your yeah. trailers i mean trailers yeah. was something even among the yeah. you know the institutions that uh, you would list who would who you think you would be right wing i've I'm, i've been contacted by many among them also who like my books no no many of course pra- spoken publicly modi ji was the so one who tweeted the, about so sita and and know. i get and i get <laughs> uh, even readers from the so called left liberal side you know say you're bringing out the liberalism of our ancient past there is one of the things that i think we should realize and perhaps uh, this can be a point of i know it sounds idealistic but can be a point of commonality between the right wing and the left wing if the left wing actually wants liberalism our ancient culture is actually their biggest ally they haven't read enough of it so they don't know it you know because many of them are so westernized that they have no idea of our ancient culture and uh, for the right wing uh, they should realize that pride in our culture will be even more heartfelt when you realize how great our ancestors were and get people to actually just read about them get inspired by them and make a country today that is as great as uh, that is worthy of our ancestors this act can actually be a point of commonality no, absolutely i mean you know some of the concepts which you know the whole rama and talked mm. about and mm. shri ram talked mm. about on mm. dharma and law mm. and mm. treatment of minors i remember the whole yeah. uh, you know the whole discussion around that mm. on how if a minor commits a crime how was he treated how was, he treated? was she treated in the ramcharitmanas itself there is a line so not my book in the 16th century version there is a there is a line which uh, says that uh, man woman or transgender uh, it says purush transgender uh, also yeah, yeah? it says uh, uh, purush nari uh, purush napunsak nari napunsak mm-hmm. is transgender yeah. जीव चराचर कोई दैट्स मैन वुमन और ट्रांसजेंडर एनी लिविंग बींग एनी प्लांट एनी एनिमल इफ दे लव ईच अदर एंड कम टू मी विदाउट एनी डिसीट इफ दे लव ईच अदर एंड कम टू मी विदाउट एनी डिसीट दे आर माई पीपल दिस इज सेट बाय लॉर्ड राम करेक्ट इन द रामचरित मानस नो डिफ्रेंसिएशन बिटवीन मैन वुमेन ट्रांसजेंडर एनी लिविंग बींग एनी प्लांट एनी एनिमल लव ईच अदर हैव नो डिसीट एंड यू आर माई पीपल दिस काइंड ऑफ स्टेटमेंट शुड बी सेलिब्रेटेड इट्स 
sadly there is almost unknown yeah. people almost pick and choose parts or you know things out of context from Correct. religion and these scriptures and these which books. almost sounds like there's an agenda yeah. you know uh, so uh, and they'll pull one thing out of context and say see our ancestors were all like this no that's one just all one has to do is bring in the disinfectant of sunlight just read all these texts are available just read them that's all you don't have to listen to anyone else just read the texts and it's funny right even when it comes to science mm. a lot of stuff which are ancient texts already talked about right. uh, you know they talk about sanjeevni booty and today mm. everybody is talking mm. about what is sanjeevni booty mm. you know and all these things in terms of for example uh, you know pythagoras theorem was uh, discovered in india before pythagoras did in yeah. the bodhayana in yeah. uh, bodhayana shulba sutra there's something that even i'm a maths graduate there's something yeah. that even europeans uh, accept yeah. or the first uh, recorded surgery in the modern world the first recorded rhinoplasty for example in the modern world was recorded in a british magazine by two british soldiers who saw an indian uh, barber do it to a soldier in the maratha army this was around 300 uh, more than 300 years ago that barber followed the same techniques that were written down in shushrut's uh, text uh, which is what 1500 years old uh, so which means perhaps the first recorded surgery was wow. practiced in india these things aren't taught to us if you are a doctor you will not be taught about shushrut or charak you will be taught about hippocrates if you are a mathematician if you are a maths graduate as i am we weren't taught about bodhayana ji or uh, bhaskaracharya ji or uh, absolutely our, uh, we were taught about you know uh, euclid i've got nothing against greek mathematicians right? but first treat you know teach our own uh, great men and women right i think and, and this is a problem with the education <coughs> system and i think we can have a completely mm. different session on mm. on that mm. but coming back to your education you know mm. you were Ivy League, literally, right? Mm. I am, and before that, you were in Xavier's uh, uh, College. In Xavier's yeah, College, Zavis which is Mumbai, again yeah. the top college of uh, in Mumbai. And before that, you were in you were in Roorkee. You grew up in Roorkee, close to Roorkee. Uh, early years were in uh, close to Roorkee. This place called Kanswal. I studied in Utkal English Primary School out there, and then my uh, later schooling was done in Lawrence School in Uti. and then in uh, cathedral john conan in mumbai wow so you've been literally to quite a few places in mm. india so mm. your dad had like a transferable job no or? my dad used to work at a larsen and tubro factory in odisha in kanswal so uh, then they sent us to a boarding school but once he got transferred to mumbai he, they brought us back so the boarding school was in uti yeah and and how did do you think that you know having this diverse education from you know uti and all of did this have anything to do because you know nobody just wakes up in 2010 after mm. going through zavier's college and i mm. and i i am to start writing a book on religion at that point of time you've you've uh, you know you've certainly touched on something out there because a lot of what i know of our mythology and spirituality and our scriptures i've learned from my family my grandfather was a pandit in banaras both my parents also very religious so i learned a lot from my family but the benefit of being in different parts of the country uh, was that very early on in life i realized that actually there are various different interpretations if you spent all your life only in one part of the country you think that this is the true mythological story there's no other interpretation It's only when you travel to different parts that you realize no actually there are different interpretations like for example a simple example in in the north uh, it is believed that lord kartik is elder and lord ganesh is uh, junior younger, yeah. is younger uh, and that lord kartik is a bachelor and this is all that i knew since my family's roots are in up in eastern up in banaras and i went to uh, tamil nadu and i realized hey the tamilians uh, believe something different they believe lord ganesh is elder and lord kartik is younger and that lord kartik had two wives valli ji and uh, sena ji 
I remember the first time I'd come home, I'd ask my dad, like, hello, what's going on? Uh-huh. So, uh, and from an early age, we learned that there are multiple truths and uh, that everyone has a right to their truth. This, I think, was the biggest benefit of traveling to different uh, parts of the country. At a very young age, one realized there are multiple truths. No, but uh, realizing this multiple truth is, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of mm. kids, you know, at that time probably were also exposed to the same kind of truth. But that converting into, you know, a three-part book on Shiva, mm. I'm trying to get what were the roots of that? What mm. kind of prompted, why Shiva, why not Ganesh, why not, mm. uh, you know, Parvati, why not anything else? What kind of got you to this subject? To because you were an uh, atheist also at that same time, right? So how does an atheist mm. wake up and... Suddenly write a book. With a bright flash of light. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which changes one in a moment. No, no. Exactly. It wasn't like that. Look, uh, if you have to write a story or a book, and then the story tends to emerge in an area where you have knowledge. Right? And I had knowledge in this space uh, because of my family background and because I read a lot and I read in this area as, as well. So that obviously had, uh, you know, had an impact. And before this, you had not written any story. Zip. Not even in a school composition, not even in an exam. Nothing, zero. Absolutely nothing. I was never creative. Most of my school and college friends who meet me, they usually ask, Sach, bata, actually, who wrote it? Who wrote it? Because I had shown no... Ghostwriter, who wrote it? Creativity, who wrote it? Ghostwriter, who wrote it? Kailash Parvat, who wrote it? Yes, there is a transmit book. So, yeah, I was I was a completely left-brain, academic-oriented guy when I was in school and college. I was no, active in getting sports Getting into too, IIM, you need to be creative. You need to go through the CAT. You need to go through group no, discussions. No, you need to have good quantity skills, good communication skills. But uh, creativity, so, honestly, is not really a big part, to be honest. And that's perhaps a little negative in our education system. So, MBAs but, are not as creative for sure. IIM. Well, at least the education system doesn't encourage it. Yeah, and you might be creative, yeah. but it's not a part of the education system. Uh, so um, uh, even I can't explain where these stories come from even now it truly is like a parallel universe so so it is almost like there was this pandit in you hmm. and then this pandit went to IIM hmm. and suddenly <laughs> this magic happened that you know the story started coming out Correct. and aapka marketing brain was able to figure out how to sell it and if dono agar nahi hota to maybe ah. the stories would have been there and hmm. not gone ahead hmm. or without the marketing you would have had the marketing skills but not the story so exactly almost, so you need both you that's need yeah that's a point and uh, that was one of the things we could learn from our ancients actually because they believe that you need you know our education system is so left brain focused in the modern day uh, we don't try for a balance between the left brain and the right but, brain. But how did Shiva, how did, you know, that's what I said, you were an atheist and mm. then how, how did Shiva happen? Why not something else? That look, I mean, our family is essentially, we're a Shaivite family, you know, so we've been Shiv Bhakts from so generations. Bhule. Yeah, so we are mm. uh, Lord Shiva devotees. Also, uh, the Shiva trilogy began as a pure philosophy thesis and exploration into... So uh, when you question, say you are Shiva Bhakts, what does that mean? It means we worship Lord Shiva. I wear an Om Nava Shivaya Kada. I wear a Rudrakshmala. Okay. Uh, Actually, I don't know how to There are like people who say I'm Shiva Bhakt. Yeah. I know Krishna. You know, yeah. people in so Gujarat, are, you call yeah. them and everybody and says Jai Shri Krishna. Krishna. Yeah. You know, so uh, in Hinduism, there are three broad streams. There are many minor streams, but there are three broad streams. One is Vaishnav, you know, who are uh, devotees of Lord Vishnu or any avatar of Lord Vishnu. That's Krishna and yeah, all of yeah, that. Lord Ram, etc. The second is Shaivite which is the devotees of Lord Shiva and his uh, family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third are the Shaktas, the devotees of uh, Shaktima, of the mother. 
So Ganesha Two, is technically Shiv Bhakt. Yes, if you are, yes. If you are Shiv, Ganesha, is yeah. of course yeah. then you know, son of Shiv and Parvati. Yeah. Or uh, if you are a so Kartik worshipper, you are normally then you are a Shivite. So you know Ganesha yeah. is the is the god. If you then you are a Shivite. Yeah. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So now I know yeah. at least you know so yeah, so, Ganpati Vappa. But I think yeah. I think that is the fact that we are Shivites. Perhaps would have so had I think, an impact. At, at this point, but I think people need to all the listeners need to kind of think about this and think who you are because I nobody ever. You never think about God like but this. But I want to clarify just, it huh. that way that in our Indian way, there's nothing wrong with being an atheist as well. Yeah, atheists weren't attacked violently or killed or anything like that in India. The Charvaks, the Sankhyas, the Mimamsas—they were atheists from the modern perspective. They didn't believe in God, but that's cool, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, they believed in the law of cause and effect—that your karma determines what you will reap, as most uh, Indians do. But they didn't. Indians also believe. Many Indians also believe in God. These guys, they don't believe in God. Nothing wrong with being an atheist, not in the Indian way. But coming back, I think one of the attractions for someone like me, for Lord Shiva also, because I'm by nature a rebellious, uh, anti-elitist kind of person. And for people like me, then Lord Shiva is like a very attractive god. Uh, no disrespect to any other god, but like he's the ultimate god of the rebels. You know, he is rebellious. He's anti-elitist. He is uh, so he's attractive for people like me, I guess. Yeah, and of course he's the destroyer, right? He's the, he's the destroyer Brahma, of Vishnu evil. Yes. And Mahesh, he's, the he's the destroyer of evil, and he's uh, in the mythical ways believed he's the transmuter because nothing truly dies in the universe. You yeah. just change form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what is the death for one form is actually the creation of another form. form. So that's what Lord Shiva does. The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Tired of the shrill madness of primetime television? Can't make sense of your morning newspaper anymore? Then take a break to delve into some real conversations about policy, politics, and economics. Join me, Pavan Srinath, and me, Hamsini Hariharan, as we analyze news and views from India and the world, and talk to experts on a wide range of issues on the Pragati Podcast. Episodes out every fortnight. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. In fact, uh, it's amazing that recently, uh, not recently, about a year so, year or so back, I was reading a lot about uh, the Kailash mm. Parbat, mm. and apparently that's the only mountain mm. which nobody has climbed till date. Yeah, it's the only it. peak. You only do a production, you don't climb it. Yeah. And even the you know people who have climbed Everest mm. and people who have climbed. So I went to Everest base camp. So we were exciting. Mm. We were just reading, mm. and I figured that out that not. So there is stories that there are people who climbed could never make it, mm. but even the best mountaineers in the world never even attempt to do this because they, they do believe that 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 it's not just among Hindus, Buddhists, Bonds, uh, Jains. For all of them, uh, this is a very holy mountain, so you don't climb it. Uh, you can only do a Pradakshana, Pradakshana yeah. around it, but uh, you don't climb it. And it's a very uh, surreal uh, place because there is. Uh, of course, the uh, have you be, have you done the production yet? No, yeah, sadly no. I've tried to, three times. Apparently, so next time you, you, yeah. we should go together. 100%, we'll go, we together. Go, we'll together. go together. Yeah. You can only go when he allows you. Yeah, so exactly. I've tried twice, but uh, maybe I wasn't meant to go. Uh, 
सो देर इज ऑल्सो देर इज द मानसरोवर लेक विच इज एक्चुअली हैज स्वीट वाटर एंड यू नो यूल फाइंड वेजिटेशन एंड यू नो एंड बर्ड्स एंड एवरीथिंग अराउंड एंड क्लोज बाय देर इज अनदर लेक कॉल राक्षसताल अराउंड विच देर इज नथिंग इट्स अ वेरी सरियल प्लेस मैन एंड कैलाश माउंटेन इफ यू सी यू नो जस्ट अराउंड टू हंड्रेड किलोमीटर्स इन आईदर डायरेक्शन अमंग द ग्रेटेस्ट रिवर्स इन एशिया ऑल इमर्ज फ्रॉम देर ओके सो दी इंडस रिवर सिस्टम the ganga brahmaputra river system the iravadi the the mekong many of the chinese rivers as well yangtze yeah. yellow river they all emerge around there and if you think about those rivers actually sustain close to 2 to 3 billion people yeah you know so uh, it's a very surreal place no no and i think uh, not just that right i mean shiva has been associated mm. with creativity mm. he's one of those mm. gods with destruction and mm. creativity he's a lot of dance he's a lot of music he's uh, Yeah, so he's a very cool god in many ways. Absolutely, yeah, and that's what and that's what your book reflects, right? I mean, he is the cool dude. Uh, you know, yeah, one of my younger readers had said, "Yeah, he's the dude of the gods." Exactly, right? He's the dude of the gods, literally. And of course, you know, as hmm. being the dude of the god, he also hmm. has a lot of fun. He parties a lot with his bhang and all the the other things. Uh, which was there so coming back so 2010 is when your book got published mm. you self published it when mm. did you start writing it i would have started writing around maybe 2004 6 years yeah i took some 4 5 years to write it five uh, the first ago. book and then of course it was doing the rounds for 2 years getting rejected by everyone and while it was being rejected by everyone i started writing the second book so i was Ooh. one third to half of the way through the second book by the time the first book was released secret so, of the nagas which is the second book which is why it was released so quickly secret no, of so, the nagas so what you are telling me is that you started writing the first book and while getting rejected in the first book you started writing, writing the, the second, second book. book yeah i started writing in my mind i was very clear i'm writing this for myself i mean so uh, it didn't succeed I, if even self publishing hadn't succeeded i would have uploaded it free on the internet So uh, my task was to write. So I tried writing the second book. It's almost like Shiva has kind of sent you on earth to just write these books, huh? That's what it is. I was I was compelled. I you know any time when uh, when I was not writing uh, those books, I would feel kind of. Uh, so you are the MSG, agitated. the real messenger of God. Nee, Bhagwan. Aisa mat ki. Well, what explains all this, right? I mean, what you what you just talked the about. The way you know our ancients used to say that blessings are actually available to everyone. Yeah. It's like uh, you know uh, the airwaves are full of uh, to draw a separate uh, example. You know, uh, uh, television programming is going through the airwaves. Everyone, whoever has his antenna up, will catch it. So actually, it's available to everyone. Uh, we just have to have our antenna up to receive it. That's all. Wow, that's a that's good. That's a, because you know there are so many people. You know, forget authors. Right? In mm. general, when I have mm. met so many artists, you know, mm. they get disappointed. वो एक book लिखते हैं, एक artwork बनाते हैं, कुछ भी करते हैं. You know, people mm. just give up so easily. I mm. mean, in your case, mm. forget about giving up. You mm. were like ready for the next battle before you were. If you know, before the result of the first battle was out, you were already writing your second book. but that is the main point for me it wasn't really a battle and i wasn't really thinking about the results at all i just enjoyed doing this so much that frankly i didn't care maybe didn't care is the wrong term and i i was detached you know whether it would succeed or not 
and that to me this is something i have said a few times you know that the true meaning of that uh, beautiful line from the bhagavad gita karmanyavade karaste ma phalishu kadachana it's it's misinterpreted many times when these, yeah. you know when lord krishna tells us that you have a right to your karma not to the fruits of your karma it's interpreted by many to mean that become a fateless because jo bhi karna hai bhagwan ne karna hai हमारे हाथ में तो कुछ है नहीं एक्चुअली टेलिंग अस वॉट इज टेलिंग अस इज इफ यूर डिटैच फ्रॉम द फ्रूट्स ऑफ योर वर्क इफ यूर डिटैच फ्रॉम सक्सेस और फेलियर देन यूर अनस्टॉपेबल हु कैन स्टॉप यू एक्टलीज यू लव वॉट यू डू सो मच यू नो दैट फेलियर एंड सक्सेस आर बोथ डेंजरस बिकॉज फेलियर डीमोटिवेट्स यू विच स्टॉप्स यू विच स्लोज यू डाउन and success is equally dangerous for so many uh, people because uh, they are not able to handle their success because success feels uh, pride in your head and you get distracted you find so many people who are just one hit wonders right because they have that one hit and they are not able to handle it but if you are detached from both success and failure then you are unstoppable yeah? so, because so, you just do something so because you love a, doing it so is there anybody in your definition who is successful in the creative space like see someone like sachin tendulkar see someone like amir khan that conviction that they have only comes from that belief that this is what i'm meant to do and this is what i love doing that's it but then what is your definition of success for them i wouldn't know what they'll be thinking i'll i'll tell you what definition of success uh, means to me uh, when you're actually living life in consonance with what your soul's purpose is that is success uh ups and downs are a part of life yeah who mm-hmm. doesn't have problems yeah, in yeah. life okay so this uh, you know this this thing where you know everything has to be you know a bed of roses and everything would be perfect and everyone is you know is number 1 look real life is not like that you know you don't get you know trophies for participating in life you know uh there are some people get more some people get it that's a part of life and and in different areas some way someone may have more money but problems in family life someone may have a great family life but from somewhere else that's a part of life uh and who doesn't have problems in life what truly matters is are you in consonance with what your soul's purpose is then actually then your life has purpose and i think and the problem is most people are unable to even figure out the in purpose figure out. you know and they expect others to give them answers you'll find so many people who seek uh, you know uh, guidance in religion or in any religion you know they want someone else to give them answers but how can someone else give you answers for your life only you can answer your own questions and you'll know what's the answer because you'll just know it so uh, so so you basically that to me so, is success so was, finding was this your purpose a hobby and living you? it so was this like a hobby for you which you said i'm going to do this because i'm having fun no it was a bit like purpose Okay, it for was me, it was purpose. Hobby. Yeah, it was beyond hobby. It was purpose because a hobby is like, you know, ha, ठीक है अभी काम नहीं कर रहा है चलो we'll do something else next. No, mm-hmm. for me this was my purpose. But I also want to clarify, you know, that I didn't have any uh, resentment towards my banking job mm-hmm. or to other things. It was that banking job allowed me to meet my responsibilities, lead a good lifestyle. It gave me the money to self-publish my first book. So there's no uh, resentment against that. Hmm. No, but the so, point is not every person who is having a successful job is doing this, right? So the point hmm. is that, ऐसा नहीं है that you know everybody has access to you know hmm. funds and people can take out hmm. time. In fact, when people tell me that they are busy, is when I say that these people are they actually need you know the the joke is when somebody say I don't have time to meditate is when hmm. we should tell you actually need you actually need three to hours meditate. of meditation. <laughs> you know that is the the part of the problem, right? So I think problem is also many people don't prioritize. you get drowned because you don't prioritize uh, there are some things which are important there are some things which are not you figure that out and you can only do that when you know what you want in life mm-hmm. when you have clarity yeah so i had one other question saint xavier's college mm. so my wife is also from that college and which I, batch 
I think uh, okay, that's a tough question which batch but I think 95-96 over shahad, around yeah. my time yeah, yeah around your yeah. time only yeah. and I know Xavier's College was known for its creative people its parties its Correct. Malhar event yeah. and you know all those yeah. crazy things which happen in, in Xavier's yeah. so even in Xavier's you are trying to tell me that you were like one of those studios kids who did nothing uh, no <laughs> Actually a lot of creative people was, come yeah. out of Xavier's I was actually I'm not advertising Xavier's college in any way It's fact, a cool college I think man. the better college is Podar where I studied Xavier's is the best college in Mumbai <laughs> Let's Sorry <not>. everyone else <laughs> <laughs> Well But Jinko kahi admission nahi milta ta Unko Xavier's aana padta no, uh, I was heavily involved in extracurriculars So I was actually chairperson of Malhar in oh, 1994 okay. Uh, I was involved in uh, the Janfest as well, the uh, Indian classical music thing. I'm not saying you should do it, but I think I was in the canteen on the woods most of the time. Ah, not really in that cut time. Really in, we were all on the cut. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Not really in class. Those were the best years of my life, and that's yes, where I you was, also met uh, your wife. Yes, and uh, those were the best years of my life. Lot of uh, extracurricular activities, lot of uh, things which kept one happy and. Uh, because you know so that's really one you know that's one of the things I wanted to know because you know there has to be something which happens earlier in life and in mm. my case for example when I was in school mm. I used to play volleyball I was a mm. national volleyball player and I was into debating I hardly went to school yeah. uh, but kind of that shaped me and I then I used to take so exactly we don't take these things seriously enough and that's a problem with the modern education system it's too left brain too road focused uh, I'm not saying we have to swing to the extreme of what many uh, uh, Western uh, uh, schools have gone into where they've grown so soft that, you know, that even maths is optional now, which is ridiculous, if you ask me. Uh, everyone has to study maths. Uh, so this swing of one extreme where only science is respected and humanities is looked down upon as low IQ, you know, uh, idiots, that is bad. The other extreme where it's only humanities and soft and there's no pressure, there's no academic pressure, that's also not good. We need to find that balance. So that's interesting. So let's say that Xavier's really helped you hone mm. on your organization skills, mm. your creative skills. And that's where, as I, as I mentioned, mm. you met your wife. Mm. And I know she has a quite a big role also mm. in this mm. because mm. she was part of Crosswords. Mm. So tell me, how did that happen and what was her role in getting you propelled into it? Because she had a connection with the publishing industry. She did and she was uh, she was certainly a uh, you know, very big uh, advisor in all my... Uh, in all my work, she was closely involved and uh, many of the marketing ideas actually came from her and I've actually said that publicly very often. And uh, I'm, I'm in a sense lucky that it's not just uh, Preeti but uh, everyone, you know, my siblings, my uh, in-laws, so many of them have really contributed. No, and, and you have many, an amazing family, I know your, friends and, uh, your twin who, brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, so yeah, he's, he's an investment banker. Uh, there are uh, there are many people who've truly contributed, you know, to this. So, uh, in fact, I've I've said a few times that my book is, is is like a joint project, which just happens to have my name on it. Uh, <laughs> well, you're many being people, humble there. Yeah. No, genuinely, there are many people who've contributed uh, to make this. Uh, a so, how, so uh, has anybody else contributed in the content? Where did you call your father or anybody in your family to ask about certain? Look, things? they read, but no, I I write it uh, myself. So if, the, if but if there are things I want to check about, you know, some philosophies or something, I might call uh, some people. But otherwise, so no, you I didn't write have it any mentor in your writing while writing. No, no, I write it uh, myself the way it comes to me, 
and uh, i have an editor called sharwani who's been there from the beginning itself mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, my family reads the book reads the manuscript while it's being written chapter by chapter i, I send it to them and so you have like a family whatsapp group where you send them no this is not sent in whatsapp no okay sorry so <laughs> <laughs> because that's where all the families no. are today right <laughs> no we do have a whatsapp group but no it is not sent on whatsapp uh, so uh, so they read chapter by chapter uh and so and uh, you this is like almost every month yeah in my writing phase so uh, right now like i'm in my marketing phase i had a book uh, but isn't it difficult for family to be objective because you know like amish ne likha hai to bahut acha hoga hi right i mean nahi aisa nahi hai my family i mean they'll they'll, uh, they'll give their the honest part. view okay i may listen or not listen that's up to me but they'll give they give their honest view and the way i see it look i mean the the family will have no agenda no hmm. so uh, yeah they'll not give me some feedback because they have some other agenda or so your focus group is your family yeah, right and because they are shiv bhaks <laughs> in a way that they will is that because of that also no not no not because of that uh, because actually and like i said we may have been a shaivite family but all of us have our own favorite gods you know mm. so my twin brother is actually more of a krishna bhakt oh. uh, my wife is a practicing buddhist my sister is a shaivite my uh, elder brother is a ram bhakt my mother is a mata worshipper Uh, wow. my Actually, father you know, is a I have brahman i never thought about my yeah. family like this but in india it is that way it's very common to no, have you I'm know i'm just saying that you don't things. at least in yeah. people i know we don't refer to like this person in the family is this god we might worship all gods but uh. like who's the primary you know uh, yeah actually uh, ye sochna bahut zaruri hai because of, you know gives you yeah some kind of uh, like if you ask me who's our primary god i mean not have some an umbilical answer. god it gives you some umbilical god yeah but yeah but i mean they give their points of view and the first person then who reads the entire book is obviously my editor sharwani who's been there from the beginning mm-hmm. she is very stubborn and uh, <laughs> just like i am so it's good fun working with her we fight a lot when we edit. and how did you find your editor how did she come in to this she's been there from 2009 so i got introduced to her through my agent so she actually edited my first self published book as well and uh, then uh, when we transferred to a mainstream publisher i requested them that can you please for my books work with her uh, which they agreed yeah. so it was nice so, of them so you now referred so quite a few times her, an agent yeah. so hmm. how did you get an agent and who's your agent how does one find an agent uh, unfortunately it's still an undeveloped trade in india so there are just two or three good agents Uh, this agent Anuj Bari, I got to know him through uh, you know a writer called Sandeepan Dev. He's a journalist. He was the editor of Outlook magazine and various others. And uh, he's an IMCN as as I am, but many batches senior to me. So I just cold called him. I got his number from somewhere, and I just cold called him. This would be in two thousand nine or something. Said that sir, I'm a junior of yours from IMC, and I've written a book. <laughs> you know, do you think you can read it? And if you think it's crap, tell me it's crap. But if you think it's good, if you could give me a blurb for it, that'd be lovely. So he said, "Yeah, you're sending me a free book. Why should I say no? You know, so very, very nice of him. So I sent the book to him, and he received it. And uh, uh, you know, a few days later, and he called me the next day. He said that you destroyed my sleep because I couldn't sleep all night. I was reading till four in the morning, and I finished the book, and I've absolutely loved it. So he gave a very nice blurb for it, and uh, he introduced me to Anuj. That's how I got to know my agent." And what role did an agent play? How did the agent help you? And without what, the agent, what couldn't have what happened? An, agent essentially is supposed to do is uh, well, present your book this is not like a secret yeah. service agent this is a book agent we are talking or, correct correct we call correct. this this is a book agent yeah it's though. a book agent yeah okay. so uh, they don't have guns no <laughs> <laughs> so i mean look any creative person uh, would have an agent who would represent his interests uh, so uh, 
If you're an author, you'll have a book agent who will find uh, commissioning editors in different publishing companies and send your manuscript uh, to them and negotiate a deal. You'll have a film agent who will mm-hmm. negotiate your film deal uh, uh, for you. So that's how it normally works. Some people try and like to negotiate directly as well. But yeah, but that's how it works. And this is what my agent... So the agent came in and the agent is the one who then took you to the publishing houses. Took me to various publishing houses and had the door slammed on his face for... Uh, but then you decided the to book. self-publish. Correct. So how does one self-publish? What do you have to do to self-publish? It's a lot easier now than it used to be. So, uh, you know, 15-20 years ago, uh, you'd have to... Uh, a minimum print run used to be 5,000-10,000 copies. So just the upfront money that you had to put compared to how much an average guy would be earning 20 years ago was actually a big amount and getting it distributed was also so 5000 copies multiplied by what 100 rupees per copy print or in those days it may have been yeah as high as 100 rupees may be a little high depending on the size of the book okay but, but just yeah, for calculation 5000 into 100 so you've got uh, you know 5 lakhs uh, 5 lakhs is just yeah, your printing yeah, cost 15 20 years ago that would have been a big amount and then of course designing and all that and right then so distribution I mean, all that so that makes it and distribution may who comes in there are distributors but uh, distributors don't normally take a self published book they uh, want a proper publisher so distribution also becomes a headache and remember india uh, you know we are more of a continent than a country we, yeah. we are really big so distribution is a real problem uh, and that it's a real challenge a, it's a real challenge uh, you know we have more people in india than all of north america all of europe all of middle east all of north africa put together you know so we really are a big country yeah. The way I actually That's describe a serious problem. The way I describe India to a lot of people is it's like Australia plus Mexico plus Sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. Because not only are these different countries, there are people with different paying capacity. So mm. there are people who can afford everything in yeah. this country mm. and then there are people who, who can't, can't afford, afford anything, anything in the country. And just the sheer scale of it. That's why yeah. distribution becomes such a problem. It's such a challenge. That's the biggest issue for a self-published uh, author. So, but so now it's become a lot easier. And now so there are I, these online platforms. Online platforms. You can, yeah, uh, you can, you know, you Kindle can, and all that. You can yeah. distribute. And now there's print on demand because printing technology has improved dramatically. So you can, you don't have to print 5,000 copies. You can print so, just... So let me just go back. So hmm. so you spent 5 lakhs in printing uh, Mota Mota of these books. No, then in, what I'd done was it was self-published in association with my uh, agent. No, so okay, he invested so, in the printing. Okay, agent actually invested uh-huh. in the printing. Wow. So he invested so, in the printing, but the print cost was actually a lot lower. What I was talking about were rates twenty years ago. Okay. Two thousand ten had come down drastically. My book was also not like a thousand page tome. It's you know it was three hundred, four hundred. Three hundred, four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And we started with a five thousand print run. Uh, print costs would not so, have been so I'm, I'm just trying to roughly hmm. estimate so maybe 5 lakhs everything milake marketing book printing ye wo, perhaps mean, a bit more a most bit of more. that would have uh, been spent by me because more of the expenditure would have been done in marketing mm-hmm. and there was expenditure in printing as well of course yeah. by the agent and so all publishers said yeah. no and you yourself put your savings mm-hmm. your agent probably put his savings and you mm-hmm. decided to take this book out mm-hmm. what happened after that it hit the bestseller charts in the first week itself uh, wow. So, uh, and, and, and what does a bestseller chart mean at that time? Uh, you were selling what? All 5,000 were gone in the first week? Is that all 5,000 were gone in some three three weeks. Three weeks? Wow. Uh, we sold 45,000 copies in uh, some uh, two, three months. Uh, and in those days, selling 5,000, 10,000 copies meant that you're a bestseller. And, 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 and who uh, was getting what commission? So, uh, what was the end user price that time? What were people? Would have been around. 250, 300 rupees, if yeah. I remember correctly. I mean, that's what yeah, even that today, in, in yeah, Sita, is at 350. 350, yeah. 350, yeah. Material cost goes up, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so that's how it was launched and uh, you know ironically what happens in the book trade is because working capital cycle is actually quite long mm-hmm. uh, printing you, storing and and distribution and the retailer normally has a payment schedule of 6 months 6 so, months yeah correct i know i know bichara author to aise nahi nahi author ka paisa nahi lagta publisher ka socho na kyunki chhapa usne aur so ironically what happens because of this is if a book does very well it actually becomes a problem because there's a point beyond which my agent said like you know i can't afford to invest more in printing mm-hmm. you know because uh, because it's selling we had to print more to sell but the money would come 6 months Chai later but printer wants his money right yeah. now to chai mahina tak to wo issue ho gaya tha so then we finally said and because the book had started doing so well many of the publishers who rejected it came back to bid for it oh. so then we transferred it to a mainstream publisher बट वॉट इज एन इंडस्ट्री मैन मतलब छ महीने तक पेमेंट नहीं आता है छ महीने एवरेज समय लगता है पैसा आने के लिए विच इज अ रियल प्रॉब्लम नॉट स्पेसिफिक टू यू इन जनरल हाउ मच परसेंटेज रॉयल्टी डज द ऑथर एक्चुअली गेट आउट ऑफ दिस is there a range and, you know is yeah, it 10% so 15? a debut guy might get maybe 7 seven 7.5% of mrp average would be mm. uh, uh, 10% of 10%. the mrp uh, and uh, best case guy would probably get 15% i won't tell you what yeah, yeah. i am getting no no of course we can guess it will be the uh, highest tier of everything yeah <laughs> but uh, to be fair to the publisher no i'm just trying to understand but because to be, you know there are people how, because how the trade works to mm. be fair to the publisher Uh, 50% of the MRP goes to the distributor, distributor. and the retailer. And retailer, yeah. Margins both. And उनका भी difficulty है because realize that a book, unlike a, is the exact opposite of a watch in terms of uh, weight, space, value equation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because a book, uh, the value is only 350 rupees, but it's heavy. It takes a lot of space, so big warehousing space. Uh, it can get spoiled very easily. Yeah. Moisture, blah blah blah. Whereas a watch is courier may be bhari hai haan, book you know bhari hai so all distribution everything is expensive whereas you know like a watch is ideal it's light it's small takes less warehousing space yeah. and it's high value mm-hmm. <coughs> so there's a reason why retailers and distributors need those kind of margins because of the kind of so i must say that amazon flipkart must be a boon to you right that is almost the same what time what that does is mm. because it improves distribution economics dramatically and ebooks improves it even more because there's no printing yeah. working capital cost all that and of course but uh, i have to ask you i have seen in all the bombay signals these mm. kids in bombay that's and delhi, all pirated that's yeah. all pirated right oh god Sadly, mm-hmm. I've had I've had people come and uh, sell try to your... sell, yeah, <laughs> pirated copies of my own book to me. And, and normally say, "Yar, I'm author, oh yeah." So they start laughing, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. The pirated copies. But you know, copies, some of those kids are very smart. Unko sab pata hai, wo aadmi dekhe book dikhate hai. Matlab, you know, pirated copies normally because my book has my picture also on the inside. Pirated copies have uh, don't have the inside uh, cover, so ah. so pirated copies will not have my picture. So many of those. Uh, पायरेट सेलर्स इल से या या श्योर तुम नहीं लिखा है ठीक है ठीक है आगे बढ़ो आगे बढ़ो आपको एक अपनी कॉपी रखनी चाहिए गाड़ी में दिखाने के लिए कि मैंने ही लिखा है बट दिस इट्स अनफॉर्चुनेट बट यू नो देर इज दिस वेरी नाइस थिंग दैट टॉमस फ्रीडमैन हैड सेड व्हिच इज आई थिंक इंटरेस्टिंग ही सेड व्हेन आई वेंट टू Thomas Friedman said this that when he went to China at traffic signals he had people yeah. coming selling him CDs of uh, you know triple X movies yeah. etc. Uh, whereas in India people come and sell books he says that says something about the culture in India 
and he says uh, no, no wonder there's a lot of innovation as i said that you know piracy actually is good because it seeds hmm. the users right i mean i know you no, were pirating your own book you were yeah. giving the first chapter free also remember main thing in this no but that's something that's a part of a marketing strategy remember what happens with this that there are no taxes being paid on that uh it generates cash it's essentially illegal it's like uh, selling stolen no, cars but you know the point is jo gaadi mein maine bhi wo ek do baar khareedi hai wo kuch pata nahi hota hai humko to itni achhi packaging mein wo dikhate hain i don't pata nahi chalta so i think the they were just going to where the demand was i think the the people need to be distribution wasn't it is yeah. i think it's a problem because distribution wasn't good enough and that's the thing where many of the online stores have helped because distribution has become yeah, I mean, a clearly, lot better right? i mean you can just get on your phone and and just buy it uh, and it'll come home physically or you know get downloaded straight onto your kindle mm-hmm. uh but i mean uh, for me i'm very much a supporter of trying to bring uh, you know the economy into the legal uh, uh, mm. uh, no, legal again, side so according to me piracy was more because of inefficiency of distribution it was mm. easier to pirate and people always want to do what is easy but today mm. if you take an example of mm. music mm. everybody is using savan or gana or Which spotify or people are moving to yeah. hotstar and netflix because who wants to download mm. torrents today right so mm. i just think that and wo torrents ke sath wo kitab ya wo uh-huh. to aayega uske sath bhagwan jane kaun se bhayankar viruses exactly. aa jayenge which will exactly. Exactly. destroy everything exactly so uh, so better not to so it is always better that the economy is in the legal space taxes get paid the country does better legal jobs get generated and i always you know uh, there's a philosophy called the mirror of life here we experience what we put in is what comes back to us you know mm-hmm. actually there's a law of karma yeah you know so we point fingers at politicians ke you should be straight and honest and uh, legal Uh, and do only legal things oh. we have to do it first ramchandra ji ne kaha jaisi praja waisa raja yeah, right raja, i mean yeah. the society way, yeah. and the politicians and we, we get is the reflection of the society we want to demand things we have to follow those rules first yeah. that's the way i say yep. so for me it's not so much about uh, royalty loss or loss of earnings to publishers it's about what is right and wrong yeah mm-hmm. no, but my point is that uh, it is also about showing that there is so many possibilities in india mm. distribution mein itna problem tha Why? you know thanks to people like amazon and flipkart many of these things have been sorted sorted out right no today doubt. it is no so doubt. easy to buy previously no buying a book was such a pain right you Not have to in books to... across but but it's also because our infrastructure our road infrastructure our railway infrastructure is not that good our tax system was was disastrous mm. uh you know so many separate levies across states and cities yeah. so so GST coming back so, so you wrote like those three books on the, the mm. shiva mm. so is shiva now done or is there going to be more no, the shiva, shiva trilogy is done no, no lord shiva will always be no no, no but i'm saying but the shiva trilogy is over. there are a lot more shiva you could take ganesha over. and you know yes, i mean there are could. there are story ideas which can be spun off from the shiva trilogy so uh, i have story ideas on yeah. that one on lord ganesh one on lord kartik but right now what i'm writing is the ramchandra series The Vishal Gondal show will be right back after this break. Long long ago, not in Bethlehem, but in a place nearby, there was a wonderful birth of a huge show which I like to call Cyrus says, a show that encapsulates everything in human history from the first Homo sapien to the last Homo sapien. Uh, who's traversed the entire world and then come back to India? This is a show which tells you everything about everything. If you want to know, avoid Google. Come to us. It's called Cyrus Says. Get new episodes every Monday on the IVM Podcast app or wherever you get your podcast on. You get one banana water free with every podcast. Right. I'll just check that. I'll just check that. 
So, so how did you choose Ramchandra after Shiva? What happened? Actually, for a few months, I couldn't make up my mind. I didn't know what to do. Uh, and I'd signed a contract with my publisher where uh, the terms of that deal was that uh, uh, whatever the next book series is, they blocked it with that contract. Uh, and and in the meantime, you left your job because I'd left my job author, after my second book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. being an author was yeah, I'd left my yeah. You know, I I only left when my royalty check became exactly, more than right? my salary. So I mean, yeah, that's yeah. exactly, <laughs> and I think uh, uh, it was such an amazing time. I I could possibly okay. touch wood again, yeah. and you know. I think it's quite an amazing thing yeah. to do, right? I mean, I don't think so. I think the, possibly the only other author mm. which we are going to talk a little bit later about mm. is Chetan Bhagat mm. who's been mm. able to possibly yeah, who's do a this. Writer, yes. Who's a full-time writer. But it yes. is not an easy task. I mean, not mm. many authors have been able to get the kind of success you have. So, clearly that is good. So, you know, coming the, back to Ramchandra, yeah, how did he choose that So, topic? I couldn't actually make up my mind for 4-5 months. And what normally happens with me is when I can't make up my mind, perhaps Lord Shiva steps in and, you know, Pushes me in a direction. What happened was I was at a lit fest in Mumbai itself, and uh, I was speaking on mythology. And uh, on stage, while speaking of something, I referred to Lord Ram as well. And uh, once the event was over, I came out, and someone came to speak uh, to me, and uh, was kind of upset that I was referring to Lord Ram with respect. <laughs> and Lord uh, Ram with respect. Correct. And. Uh, but I mean, you have a, and anyone has a right to their point of view. That's cool. I mean, uh, yeah. there is no uh, translation for the English word blasphemy in Vedic Sanskrit. So the concept didn't exist, so the word didn't exist. You are free to question anyone. But I always believe that you know, when you are speaking about a god, even if you are questioning or criticizing, there are some words you don't use. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... Some words you don't use when you speak about anyone. Yeah, you know, anyone. Yeah, it's manners. Absolutely. It's manners. You know, so uh, the kind of words that were being used to describe uh, Lord Ram, it really upset me. And uh, I'm not the kind of guy who shouts and screams uh, too much these days. So I just so listen. You actually met somebody in a yes. lit fest who was abusing Outside. Ram. Literally, yes, that's yes. what and it that, is. It upset me a great deal. <laughs> So, uh, I was so upset that I wrote an article at, at that time in the Hindustan Times uh, saying why I respect Lord Ram. And uh, I was so upset by that incident that that day I decided my next book series is on Lord Ram and I started writing the next day. Ooh. And if I look back right now, perhaps that incident was meant to happen to me to help me make up my mind. You know, uh, Because I was so upset, I just started writing on this and the story started flowing the next day. Wow, so automatically someone has raised Ram and Haan. suddenly Haan. Ram has raised one, no, three books, four actually, right? This five will come, five will Wow, so this is another incredible thing, right? I mean, people cannot write one book, hardly, and you always think of like four and five and three and it's almost like Lord of the Rings or, you know, uh, of course now Game of Thrones. Uh, so literally, I think, you know, the minute I open or read mm. or look at any of your books, I always start imagining mm. a series like mm. Game of Thrones. Mm. So when is your Game of Thrones equivalent coming up? On a TV? On TV or on the big screen? I have... Uh, there is a we'll make an announcement in uh, some time there is a contract that has been uh, signed uh, for the Shiva trilogy uh, so we'll make an announcement in some time and there'll be uh, there are discussions going on or for it should the be on the scale of Bahubali right I mean Bahubali has kind of Inshallah, shown you see. the scale and the market is there Absolutely. you know uh, right. I mean, uh, the market is certainly there we need a 
stuff of that quality I can made, completely imagine the Shiva trilogy mm. like Bahubali right I mean maybe even better because yeah, look the at the kind is, of yeah. stuff Shiva can do right and I mean, the market is certainly there it's certainly there we just need stuff to be made of that quality that's all so again coming back to the market right I mean you keep shuttling between you know talking about all the mm. scriptures and mm. Ramayana and all mm. that and then you can suddenly talk about mm. Kotler and all the marketing mm. strategies mm. so hey, Kotler's old marketing yeah okay sorry yeah. <laughs> uh, or whatever latest marketing strategy so this marketing strategy how did that help give me three hacks you did three marketing hacks which kind of got you on the main stage one would be uh, an idea which i uh, truly like was uh, something that we'd experimented with the models of melua my first book and this idea was from my wife uh, we distributed the first chapter free of cost this had never been done before and uh, the idea was essentially kind of built on uh, the fmcg model sashi try karo ha ki try karo na सैशे इन दोज डेज शैम्पू बॉटल वुड कॉस्ट फिफ्टी रुपीज सैशे पचास पैसा ठीक है पचास रुपए लगाना नहीं है पचास पैसा लगा दो ट्राई कर लो अच्छा लग गया तो यू बाय दिस फुल थिंग एग्जैक्टली जिस सैम्पल इट बट दिस हेड नेवर बिन डन इन बुक्स बिफोर सो वॉट वी डिड वॉज वी प्रिंटेड द फर्स्ट चैप्टर विद द सेम कवर एज द कवर ऑफ द मेन बुक Uh, I went and made some PowerPoint presentations to various, you know, bookstore chains. And I told <laughs> PowerPoint them, presentations from an author that must be a first. वो थोड़े घबरा गए थे ये क्या है? So they agreed to the idea. I told them I'm giving you something free. Just display it. क्या जाता है आपका? So they displayed these free booklets uh, with the same cover as the main book at the cash counter. If you think about it, think of the marketing impact of that. A debut uh, author's book is normally a well-kept secret in the bookstore. So uh, customers, bookstore staff, nobody knows that that book has been launched. Even when you send a carton, it'll probably lie in some yeah. toilet or warehouse somewhere, and and it'll get returned six months later. Uh, and the cash counter is prime display space yeah. because there you only get serious customers because they've come with their books and they're waiting for in that magic ten seconds when there's nothing to do because their bill is being generated and they're standing there with nothing to do. At that time, they see a booklet out there with a big, you know, free stamped on it. and uh, you know many and with a good cover many of them picked it up and uh, many of them read the first chapter and came back and said okay i want the full book where is it and we launched this some two weeks before the launch of the main book and uh, the sampler itself worked so well that many of the uh, uh, the bookstores raised their order even before the the launch of the book itself wow so this as an idea worked very well for us Another idea that worked well for us was a trailer films that we made and fortunately by this time we had a bigger budget so they really were the quality of you know a film trailer and we displayed that at uh, cinema houses etc so the idea was that if you've gone to watch a movie you probably someone who likes a good story uh, you know so we are reaching to non readers with this that hey there could be a good story you might find in a book as well come here mm-hmm. you know so the idea was to expand the market because we had enough support in the bookstores we made a music video a proper music album with both of the vai putras original soundtrack so we actually earned money from that oh, wow. uh, thing as well uh, for the latest for the sita book the market itself has changed so uh, social media used to be an add on to our initial uh, uh, you know marketing programs now social media is at the heart of it Uh, you haven't made a game yet on any of your books why is that no that's one of the things i've tended to avoid uh, Till now, well, that's what uh, the youth is. So we should talk about it separately because our kids are only I mean, playing games, and if I you know, want to get know, them know, interested in <laughs> into it's this, something I've been 
thinking about it but i had some concerns but anyway but that's a separate okay, we issue. can we can talk about that yeah. separately uh, so, but i think your biggest yeah. coup in sita was when uh, you got pm modi not mm. only to talk about it mm. also tweet about it so tell me a little bit more about that meeting how was it talking to the pm about the topic of sita i essentially i went to present the book to him and it was very nice uh, chatting with him because i met him at his uh, residence uh, uh, at uh, and uh, we would have spent maybe 15 20 minutes together and we discussed an entire wide range of topics you know so uh, from uh, we spoke a little bit about the book but you know of our we spoke of our scriptures we spoke of the katha upanishad of the conversation between lord yama and uh, lord nachiket uh, we spoke of uh, environmentalism uh, the importance of women's rights you know and what our ancient culture teaches us on that the importance of uh, reconnecting our youth to our uh, culture uh, so it was a very wide ranging uh, discussion and uh, was uh, was very engaging very interesting and uh, uh, he really knows a lot about uh, this thing so it Absolutely. was uh, and, and, and there was no you know no political any other discussion it was actually a nice hmm. cultural uh, no but but coming you know, to think about it discussion. right that you know so as we know that nandan nilkani came from infosys and was credited to creating you know aadhar mm. and mm. kind of digital india mm. where the whole foundation came right. from nandan so if tomorrow again hypothetical scenario if you were invited to mm. join the government mm. what ministry would you take and what are the two things you may want to change no i i don't think i'll ever join the government or advising or join, okay uh, okay or join say, politics no i i mean nandan was not why. a politician huh. nandan was just a person helping yeah but what what he country. did was in line with his core competency you know which is essentially build it systems to solve uh, real world problems no, but if you look at what today, I, our social what I, issues what drives are, me hmm. is to actually speak of uh, social issues through engaging stories and try and have an impact on this so i have a non fiction book also coming out soon oh yeah of uh, course called immortal india yep. which speaks of this a little more uh, directly so i'm not so sure that i can contribute in uh, uh, in in a different area because my my core is different my swadharma is different uh secondly also and i must say this because i know it's uh, you know it's almost fashionable to criticize politicians but i've met politicians from across the uh, spectrum across different parties it's not an easy job man you know uh, running a country like india there are many who are not good i admit that but there are many actually it's it's a difficult job because we are a very complex country uh, it's a 24/7 job our politicians they you know what they do there are no holidays and there are so many competing interests it's extremely complicated so actually i have a lot of uh, respect for them as as well as a class I don't think I can do that job. I don't have that uh, that ability. So so th- so there is one thought that you know when you talk about Ram Rajya and when you talk about you know is this secular is it non secular? I mean that's part of the problem mm. when you know I was re- seeing some tweets people were saying oh you know why is Modi ji promoting mm. this book on Sita mm. and all of that right? So mm. what is your comment around how does secularism come into this entire thing? Look, there are uh, there the I think one of the problems in India is that the concept of uh, secularism itself is uh, perhaps a little misunderstood, uh, uh, and I don't think our state is uh, truly secular. It never has been for the last seventy years because, and I've written an article on this because there is the state actually differentiates among Indians based on the religion that they practice. So, for example, the Right to Education Act differentiates between Indians based on the religion they practice. Our uh, personal laws differentiate. Yeah. Our tax laws differentiate. 
so how is this secular the hindu yeah. undivided why should, family why should hindus get tax benefits which muslims and christians don't uh, muslim women suffer far more as compared to say hindu yeah. or uh, christian women uh, right to education act uh, differentiates between hindus and uh, non hindus uh, and this is this to me is not secular uh, so uh, uh, i don't think our state has been secular for for 70 years uh, secularism as far as the state is concerned means the state does not differentiate at all basis your religion okay it sees you only as an indian that's it um and that is something that i think we should strive towards there's an article that i didn't that our law should not differentiate at all uh, it should be completely agnostic on the religion you practice but there's a different definition of secularism when you come to society and in society what we have is the concept of sarvapanta sambhav which is we treat uh, all uh, religions with equal respect it's not just tolerance actually active respect and that is something not for the state to get involved in that's how we in the society should manage and that i think is something that is actually quite good in india so uh, it is not uncommon uh, in india and mount mary churches in mumbai you'll find so many yeah. hindus and muslims going out there i go out i there. mean shirdi sai yeah. baba yeah. everybody goes uh, everybody ajmer sharif ajmer sharif it's a tomb of muslim sufi saint you'll find so many hindus out there and you go to ajmer sharif yeah, quite i go quite, to ajmer yeah. sharif often uh, diwali is practiced not just by hindus but by muslims and christians as well many of the idol makers of uh, of lord ganesh and ganesh chaturthi or uh, durga ma and the kali puja are actually muslims uh and this is i believe something actually very good so society is actually doing a good job of religious pluralism uh, coexistence and active respect for each other but the state itself i don't think it has ever been uh, secular in india mm-hmm. like so, i, I said secularism means the laws and the state should not differentiate at all yeah. so one big challenge which you know at least i am facing and mm. i know quite a few i don't know about you is that how do we get our kids to be induced to this i mean we are ourselves we are a generation mm. well at least in my case i said i have not read any mm. of these scriptures myself mm. i have little mm. knowledge of everything mm. largely from tweets and <laughs> mm. movies and tv mm. shows that's mm. it mm. so we were a generation who learned ramayan from tv mm. show mm. our current generation is not watching tv shows mm. they are on mm. twitter they are mm. on facebook they are right. on instagram right. they are on google mm. how do they get to know about religion how do um, how do our kids learn about this in the future what do you think books tv series movies so i think the task is towards uh, is with the creative people uh, to try and bring this out in uh, popular culture uh, and that is a task that all of us must uh, must try to do no but content content is definitely there i'm saying <coughs> as as parents hmm. as members of the society what can we do parents i think look uh, get them to read such books and watch such tv series secondly ourselves we should read and actually discuss these things uh, within the family and uh, lastly I encourage even our education system so, to so get in to your get family more, is like is your son is already normal. yeah yeah obviously yeah we 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 speak of all this like i said my wife is a practicing buddhist so she speaks of buddhism i speak of uh, many of this and we speak of other faiths as well we speak of uh, jainism uh, sikhism islam christianity and that's that atmosphere should be there in every home and uh, perhaps we should also try and see how the education system can be improved uh, to introduce kids and to uh, reconnect them uh, to uh, to india our education system uh, you know the more educated you get in india sadly the more disconnected you get from india uh, 
at a simple basic level you know for example in our education system most schools they teach indian kids that india has four seasons correct i notice my yeah. kids uh, book it also says it has four seasons summer autumn winter spring monsoon kahan gaya monsoon gaya four seasons are in europe in india we have six seasons yeah. actually matlab even this is not connected to indian reality at all our education system is completely colonial it's not linked to indian realities at all which is why the more educated you get the more disconnected it you get it was funny that this poem rain rain go away Haan. you know somehow didn't make sense here because it was made in for the uk where it rains all the time exactly you know we love the rain boss <laughs> exactly yeah rain rain go away cute no it, it it because it rains the summer for us yeah. it's a beautiful season and our ancestors and if you see our indian songs they always celebrate the rain exactly exactly and yeah. that was so that was yeah. my you know connection ki you know rain rain go away is such an odd poem for me yeah indian like content. for the west you are my sunshine yeah. you know but in india you know uh, more nachta hai jab barish hoti correct correct yeah. i mean it's a reason it's a season for love and celebration the monsoon season was the most important season where does the word varsh come from why does varsh means here it's source from varsha yeah. So, so uh, do you think that you could do not, some not, kind of a book connected. for kids? Like this is for millennials. Hmm. What hmm. could it? Could there be a version? There is a thought on that. So let's see. Let's let's figure that out. Yeah. But there so is a thought. If there is a thought, there and, is a thought. and maybe even a comic. I mean, you hmm. know, uh, I think it's it's absolutely important. And I'm glad you've already hmm. thought about it. Hmm. Coming back to one last point before we go to the other aspect of your hmm. life. How has the entire literally scene in India changed in the last five years? I know uh, you know mm. Chetan Bhagat has mm. played a big role, and yeah. uh, I know you're good friends with him, and mm. yeah, uh, yeah. all of that. So how has how has it changed in the last five to seven years? I think we'd have to go back a bit, around ten years. It has changed years. dramatically. Uh, and uh, so ten years, did, I'm saying seven because 2010 yes, is when your book got yeah. published. But Chetan's first book was published maybe 2005, 2006. Okay, okay. So, so let's yeah. say ten, twelve years. and i think uh, chetan has played a big role in this and one must give him credit for it uh, you know uh, before he came a bestseller in india meant 5000 to 10000 copies uh, and even the subjects were geared mostly towards the anglicized elite you know so latins delhi south mumbai few parts of bangalore calcutta that's it that was the market for the indian publishing industry uh, what chetan did was actually dramatically expanded the market uh, and uh, brought in many new readers so today a bestseller means it's sold it's sold maybe at least 40 50000 copies there are a few authors who sell in the lakhs now and there are two of us now who sell in the millions yep. uh, chetan and i uh, this would have been impossible to think uh, 10 12 years ago and uh, the credit for really exploding this uh, market must go to chetan you know so uh, many of us who are selling in big numbers now uh, in india we are walking a path that was forged by him you know he he taught the publishing industry that we can sell in big numbers and, and what in was the key ingredient he changed or brought to the table which was missing i think subjects that were connected to the real india the kind of books that were published in the english language earlier were geared more like i said towards the anglicized elite and towards presenting indian exotica to the west uh, so his books were almost like getting bollywood to the his books were about connecting with the real india you know hmm. talking to the concerns of young india the call center generation the issues but, but that they face but how did face. that help you because your book was nothing to do with that topic. my my books also connect to the real india you know so uh, and mean, and the point one is trying to make is that the publishing industry learned that actually we can sell in big numbers in india chetan was the first guy to teach them that uh, which opens up the market for everyone 
and that's a point I'm, you know, I'm trying to make. So, so if somebody <coughs> wants to write a book today, uh, what are the three things they should not do? A lot of people know what to do. While writing, they shouldn't think about anything else. Write only what feels right to you. Chale to chale, nahi chale to koi nahi. You should always have that attitude. But once you've published it, you know, then you have to take marketing a lot more seriously. And that is not something that used to be taken seriously till a few years ago. So, uh, uh, unless you can make your book visible, it's not going to sell. The second thing is uh, that, uh, and this is in a way connected to what you write. But if your books and your culture are rooted in the real India, then you naturally have a bigger market. If you're someone whose cultural roots, you may be Indian, but there are some who may be Indian, but their cultural roots are more in London, you know, than in, say, (laughs) Nagpur. Nothing wrong with that. Everyone has a freedom to choose their own culture. But then if you're writing a book on, you know, some British Raj civil service officer who's suffering because... He's not getting his, you know, meat and potatoes in Coimbatore or, you know, mm-hmm. how they'll pronounce Coimbatore. Yeah. Uh, why will that connect to Indians? You know, because mm-hmm. he'll say Marusu, you know, what's in yeah. it for me? Mm-hmm. So, there's no harm in writing such a book, but then it has no connection to India and will not sell here. Correct. You know, so. Also, uh, you know, just kind of going a little bit more into your routines. Hmm. What do you? What time do you wake up? What's your typical day? I'm an early morning person. I'm normally up by five five thirty every morning, and I go to sleep around ten ten thirty. Uh, early to bed, early to rise. I'm kind of boring. Um, I wake up early, do my puja, do my exercise. You do your puja every yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, uh, and in my writing phase, I'll start writing by say thirty nine. And exercise is what for you? Uh, either I go to the gym or uh, run or do uh, surya namaskars or you know so something like that. Uh, and uh, then uh, and do you meditate uh, yes I do pranayams and meditation but for me writing itself is a bit like meditation that itself just helps me and you write every day in my writing phase yes in my marketing phase you know I'm going around doing interviews blah 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 so uh, in my writing phase I'll start writing by 8.39 normally and uh, any business meetings etc would happen in the afternoon Mm -hmm. Uh, my most productive writing time is usually in the mornings in the mornings and you don't go to any city or any favorite place to write sometimes or, I do you so know what's I, your I often write in my study at home but uh, at times I've traveled like for Oath of the Vaiputras I traveled to Banaras I had hired a place out there and you know and uh, written out there then uh, Sign of Vikshwaku I hired a place in uh, in uh, Panchwati in Nasik so sometimes I travel but often I write at home only but you can pretty much you can write anywhere that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's no, I don't have to go to a specific place to write, no. And is there any specific uh, kind of food or kind of drink which you like, which is very unique to you? I, uh, while writing, I eat a lot of cream biscuits. Uh, <laughs> so that, uh, that always Which, which biscuit me. is this? The kind of biscuits we used to get when we were kids, you know. So, the gym jam types? Gym uh, no. jam milta nahi mm-hmm. aasani se. But wo orange cream, pineapple ah, cream, You bourbon, can open it and lick the cream yeah, Bourbon, all that. So that works for me for some reason. Cream biscuits, okay. Yeah. That's so, the secret, huh? Uh, I don't think it's a sugar rush. I think because it's specifically those kind of biscuits. I think it just, I don't know, just maybe connects me to childhood moods or God knows <laughs> what. Yeah. And I listen to music while writing. Listen to music. And yeah. is there any kind of music in this or? Any genre. Any so genre. it doesn't have to be anything uh, specific. The words themselves don't matter. It's the mm. mood of the music uh, that mm. matters. So Indian classical, Western classical, uh, Hindi film music, 
ओल्ड हिंदी फिल्म म्यूजिक रीजनल लैंग्वेज म्यूजिक वेस्टर्न रॉक वेस्टर्न पॉप वेस्टर्न मेटल सो आउटसाइड ऑफ योर ओन बुक्स आर देर एनी अदर बुक्स विच यू हैव रेकमेंडेड और गिफ्टेड क्वाइट अ लॉट या सो आई रीड अ लॉट एंड आई आई मेंशन मेनी ऑफ देम इन माय ट्वीट्स एंड फेसबुक सो आई रीड एट लीस्ट फाइव सिक्स बुक्स विच आर द टू बुक्स इफ यू हैव टू रेकमेंड एनी वन यू वुड uh so of the books i've read in the recent past i have liked uh, sanjeev sanyal's ocean of churn uh, i normally read non fiction actually okay uh, and i liked uh, sati by minakshi jain so i would suggest these two and are you a bollywood yes, buff also yeah yeah I, li- i like watching movies and you were, you have a lot of a bollywood stars are your fans of your <laughs> books so which is your yeah, favorite right. bollywood movie uh i love salman khan and rajikant ah, movies of course and Everybody i love bahubali. bahubali that was fantastic was yeah. that was completely outstanding brilliant yeah and i saw dangal on tv recently man dangal is quite a movie was a amir khan is brilliant movies i had i had uh, outstanding uh, i've ever seen yeah it was brilliant at the end when you know when the national anthem is played of course i stood yeah. up immediately and i was crying at the end it was such a it powerful was quite, quite uh, powerful scene and that movie is a big and hit in china yeah yeah <laughs> because it see it it connects to uh, you know the asian ethic of uh, you know of, of achievement yeah uh, in the western world what's happening right now is uh, in the recent past uh, is parents it's, it's seen negatively if parents drive their children towards achievement mm-hmm. uh, but it's not seen that way in india or uh, china or exactly. southeast asian countries in fact it's seen as something positive yeah. so, uh, because uh, you need a balance of both you shouldn't be on such an extreme where children feel so much pressure that they get suicidal mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be on the other extreme where you're just sitting around yeah. you know doing nothing and faffing around you know exactly. there has to be some some positive pressure is good yeah and from a technology perspective what are your favorite gadgets what do you use often? i'm a i'm a tech cretin so i don't really understand technology much <laughs> uh, so uh, i end up buying you know high end uh, new phones which i i don't use it uh, as well as i should because i don't understand things so much so i know this is a blasphemy for you but i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we can help you on that on that i don't understand sure. technology too much i i try my best to No, but you're quite good at tech. I mean, you are using Twitter, Facebook. You're on every social. I've media. been forced to get into it, and I don't know if I'm that good. But uh, there's a team which helps me also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They've uh, kind of, uh, you know, gotten me into it. They wanted to get me into some more uh, social uh, media things, and I've drawn the line. I said I'm not doing anything more now. So, Facebook, is there, Twitter, Instagram. Is there any piece of technology or gadget which is worth less than ten thousand rupees, which you use most often? Anything you bought, which is worth less than ten thousand? A nice Bluetooth uh, speaker, and uh, which 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 do you remember the name of the brand or anything? I'm forgetting, yeah, but it looks very nice. Okay, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so Bluetooth got lovely music because I love music essentially. Okay. Hmm. You know, so, uh, so so is it like I one of those the tabletop? Yeah, yeah, tabletop ones. Okay, in my room, and I sit and listen to music. So, so that's your fun. best buy so far. That's my best buy. Good music. So uh, before we end imagine we are in 2017 18 mm. and Shiv mm. comes back mm. and you have an opportunity to ask him three mm. questions mm. what will be those three questions firstly he never went anywhere he's always he's here always here okay or let's and say my, you meet my Shiv. question my question has always been and I'm uh, hoping to get an answer sometime that why was I blessed with these stories there's so many better writers than me so this is a question that has always intrigued me 
And the second question, you have, we have no, three questions. No, that's it. This is my one, two, three. This why were you, cho- you, why were why, you yeah. the chosen one? Chosen one, I don't know. Why was okay. I blessed with these? Why uh, were you blessed with, with these stories? Yeah. All I can say, Amish, I think this time I was blessed to be able to <laughs> have this amazing conversation you. with you. But you. knowing you, this is not the end. We are going to come back, and I think now your next book is releasing. And after Sita, there is more In coming India, up. Yeah, they'll come In out Mortal. by August twenty-first. Uh, Absolutely. And, and by the way, we are actually going to have a few giveaways. We are going to have some awesome. kind of contest of you know we're going to get some of these books signed. But I think more importantly, I think this was very refreshing because it was a very new topic. I got to learn mm. a lot myself. Thank I you. did not know about all these aspects. So all the best for the future, and as we said, this is beneath the force and a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Thank Thanks. you so much. So Thank kind. you. Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to say, but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun. As you can see, there's death, destruction, and chaos taking place all around us. But don't you worry. Food and drinks will be served shortly, and I would recommend checking out IVM podcasts to get some of your favorite Indian podcasts. We'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over. Thank you.